guys to drop by. We're doomed. It's a trap. Can we get us out of here? We would be honored if you would join us. Charming to the last. This time you have gone too far. I got a bad feeling about this. Hello, what have we here? Red 5 standing by. This is our rescue. You must fear the force around you. I don't know what you're talking about. I'm a Jedi. Like my father before me. I like the sound of that. The force will be with you. Always. Welcome back to Dead Boffin Spies, a Star Wars podcast. I'm Ryan Daly, and at the time of this recording, I have watched the trailer to The Force Awakens... Mmm... 47 times. Prior to the trailer's release a couple of days ago, I had published the first four of my seven speculations, with the assumption that the last three would be inspired or at least informed by viewing the trailer. What are seven speculations, in case this is your first time listening to the podcast? Basically, these are seven fan theories about the upcoming film that I have either adopted from other rumors or scant bits of information, or invented based on nothing but my expectations, my desires, and my more than active imagination. These are not meant to spoil the film. I repeat, these are not meant to be spoilers. I don't know anything about the movie that hasn't been made official in some capacity or another. That includes the trailers, that includes the toys, interviews with cast and crew members, and official press releases from Disney and Lucasfilm. I stress this every time because I don't want you to blame me if you hear something you don't want to hear on this podcast. If I reveal an actual fact about the film that you haven't heard yet, I'm sorry, but that information is available and you could have heard it anywhere. Anything else I say is just guesswork, and I could be wrong. I'm probably wrong. Except when I'm not. I really, really want to front-load the caution lights on this episode, though. Because going forward, my speculations are going to cover more of the story and specific plot points of The Force Awakens. Have I read the script? No. Have I seen a rough cut of the film? No. What am I basing these speculations on? Nothing but what I've seen in the trailers and behind-the-scenes footage. But you still may want to skip this podcast if you don't want to even consider what might happen in the film until you see it. Because in this episode, I'm going to outline basically what I think happens in the first half hour of The Force Awakens. Again, this is all guesswork. This is just me sort of formulating. This is me inserting my own little fan fiction based on uh, little bits from the trailers and things. That's all this is. But I think I'm on the money, so you might think I'm spoiling the first half hour of the film for you. But this is just based on conjecture, little bits of hearsay evidence. Uh, I mean, uh, if if this is a spoiler, it's only because I'm making a correct, somewhat educated guess. Now, that might be too much for you, and I'm going to play some promos for other podcasts to give you a chance to think about whether or not you wish to proceed and hear this. And after the break, 
the fifth of my seven speculations. Star Trek. Comic books. Mythology. Video games. Toys. Star Wars. Just about any geeky topic you can think of could be covered on the Hammer Podcast, presented by two true freaks. Come join me, Gene Hendricks, for whatever my disjointed mental processes can come up with, and be careful, or you might just learn something before we're done. The Hammer Podcast is available monthly, both on its own iTunes feed and at twotruefreaks.com. Who here likes comic books? Who likes superheroes? Who likes superhero comic books? From the 90s! That's what I thought. Hey there! I'm Nathaniel Wayne from the Council of Geeks, and though I've always loved superheroes, the only time I was buying monthly issues was during the much maligned 1990s. I've decided to go through my personal collection, issue by issue, and in my own little way, try to answer the question, were 90s comics really that bad? Chances are the answer will be yes, but I think these books deserve another chance, and they're going to get it on 90s Comics Retrial, part of the Council of Geeks podcast, available on iTunes and at 90scomicsretrial.wordpress.com. The first Star Wars movie began with the Empire capturing a rebel blockade runner, blowing down the door, and shooting everything in sight. I think The Force Awakens will begin in a somewhat similar fashion, with the familiar white-armored stormtroopers attacking a small, relatively defenseless opponent. Except this time, I don't think the opponent is a group of rebel insurgents. I think we're going to witness the massacre of innocent civilians. Let me paint the scene with images we've been shown. From the first teaser we saw last November, there are images of stormtroopers on a transport about to disembark. And the new trailer shows First Order troops pouring out of these transports with guns blazing like the D-Day invasion on Normandy Beach. The setting is outdoors and it's at night in what looks like a desert. I believe this invasion takes place on Jakku. The First Order is not invading a city, but rather a small village. We see small huts and tents and non-stormtroopers running around. Walking among the stormtroopers is Captain Phasma, the chrome trooper, and we see Kylo Ren on the ground. We actually see his ship landing. It's the ship with the two very tall wings that point straight up and then sort of fold down in space like a V. I also believe that one of the stormtroopers we see here is Trooper FN-2187, who will come to be known as Finn. What is the First Order doing here? Well, it's probably not simple conquest. Jakku does not seem like the type of planet that would be strategically valuable for any real purpose. And given Kylo Ren is there personally, I have a hunch he is looking for something or someone of particular importance. 
We know that Daisy Ridley's character Ray is based on Jakku when the story opens, but I'm not sure if Kylo Ren is looking for her at the beginning. Maybe he is, maybe he isn't, but he doesn't find her. He finds someone else. And this is how we meet Oscar Isaac's character, Poe Dameron. A pilot for the Resistance, Poe Dameron is hiding out in this village on Jakku. Why? I have no idea. Again, this doesn't seem like a valuable planet in and of itself, so maybe Poe Dameron went there looking for someone or something. The same someone or something as Kylo Ren, perhaps? Or maybe not. Maybe he's been on the run for some time and the First Order finally caught up to him. Either way, I think he's in this village when Kylo Ren's army arrives. There is some behind-the-scenes footage shown at San Diego Comic-Con where you can see Poe running around his X-Wing fighter at night, and he's not in his flight suit. He's wearing the same olive beige jacket that we see Finn wearing for most of the trailer. I think Poe was in this village when the First Order drops out of the sky. And it doesn't go well for Poe or the people of Jakku, who... You know what? I'm just going to start calling them Jacuzzi. Poe gets captured. In fact... The shot that we've seen in both the second teaser and the trailer, it's a shot of Kylo Ren with his back to us in the foreground and stormtroopers lining up villagers in the background, and then suddenly Kylo Ren turns and raises his hand in the force shove or force grab gesture. I believe that is Kylo Ren spotting Poe Dameron. He spins around and pushes or pulls. Either way, Poe Dameron is captured and taken up to the Star Destroyer finalizer waiting in orbit. Meanwhile... Poe's astromech droid, BB-8, runs, or rolls, I guess, away from the fight and vanishes into the hot desert night. Maybe BB-8 has some valuable intelligence in his databanks like we've seen before, or maybe it's just fighting to stay alive. But that's not all for the village. Maybe the Jacuzzi, and that's the people of Jakku, maybe they willingly tried to conceal Poe, maybe they didn't even know who he was or that he was even there. It doesn't matter as far as the First Order is concerned. Kylo Ren or Captain Phasma, one of them orders the people executed and the village burned to the ground. This is going to be a slaughter. The First Order troopers will have no trouble hitting their marks when they open fire on the huddled villagers. And then the First Order's new class, the Flame Troopers, come out and incinerate the homes, and maybe the bodies. And Finn is there, watching all of this. Watching, but not taking part. I think when the order comes down to open fire on the helpless civilians, Finn freezes. He doesn't shoot, and this puts him in a bad spot with Captain Phasma. She may actually get in his face and order him to murder an innocent civilian right there. And the next time we see him is in one of the transports heading back to the Star Destroyer, and that's when he rips his helmet off in disgust, in shock, like he's going to scream or cry or throw up. Finn grew up in the First Order. This is his life. He believes in their philosophy. Until he doesn't anymore. We know Poe Dameron gets captured in more or less civilian clothes from the -the behind-the-scenes footage where he's being marched down the hall of what looks like a First Order base or ship with a stormtrooper pointing a gun at him. The new trailer shows Kylo Ren all up in his face using the Force to inflict horrible pain on Poe. It's worth pointing out that the Star Wars website's databank includes a new class of First Order interrogator droid. So Kylo Ren wants something from Poe. Maybe he wants to know what his mission is. Maybe they're hunting for the same person. Maybe Kylo Ren wants to know the location of the Resistance's homeworld. That's what Leia was tortured for in the first Star Wars, after all. The First Order has a new, all-powerful superweapon called Star Killer Base, which is a planet converted into a giant gun that can destroy star systems. 
Maybe they're looking for what planet Princess Leia and the Resistance are hiding on so they can blow it up good. That's what Poe is being tortured for. Or, who knows, maybe it has to do with Rey down on the planet. Poe is an enemy combatant, after all. There could be countless reasons why they're torturing him. At some point, Finn doesn't just recognize the cruelty and the evil of Kylo Ren and his master, but maybe the galactic threat the First Order poses. Finn has a crisis of conscience and faith, and in a moment of weakness, he frees Poe Dameron. I believe that is Finn walking Poe down the hall in that behind-the-scenes footage, but I don't think he's walking him to the torture chamber. I think he's leading him out of the detention area toward the hangar bay. This leads to a shootout, and Poe and Finn steal a couple of TIE fighters, or maybe one TIE fighter. The scene from the second teaser with the TIE fighter blasting stormtroopers, that's Finn or Poe making their escape from the finalizer's hangar bay. Now here's where I'm unclear. It would make sense if they steal two TIE fighters because they're single-pilot vehicles, at least they used to be, and presumably Poe Dameron escapes and gets back to the Resistance, while Finn's fighter is shot down and crashes back on Jakku. That's where we saw him in the very first teaser, waking up in the desert and wandering around looking for civilization. At some point, he sheds the Stormtrooper armor and wears just his black pants and shirt. But he also gets Poe's jacket somehow. I don't know how that gets passed from one to the other, that's weird, but I really think Poe gets away and flies off to light speed because we never see him on Jakku with Finn or Rey in any of the other footage. Anyway, Finn wanders through the desert where he eventually meets Rey, who, by the way, has inherited BB-8 from some other desert junker who found the little droid at some point during the night. So Finn, Rey, and BB-8 are all on the planet's surface when Captain Phasma and her forces come gunning for them. That's when Han Solo and Chewbacca arrive in the Millennium Falcon to save them, leading to an awesome chase through the 30-year-old wreckage of the Star Destroyers, and yeah, the five of them get away and that leads them to the next stage of their adventure, depending on who Rey is or what she might represent to Han or to the Resistance or to Kylo Ren. But that's essentially the first act of the movie as I see it going down. That's more or less how we meet the new characters and how they meet the old ones. As always, I could be way off. This could be little more than fanfiction on my part. But I think I'm right. Obviously, it's my speculation. Hopefully this theory doesn't ruin any of the movie for you, whether it turns out to be right on the money or utter crap. Before I wrap up this episode, I've gotten some likes and shares on the Dead Bath and Spies Facebook page over the last couple weeks that I've forgotten to mention. Abel Padilla, Christopher Luke, Derek William Crabb, Eric Hyde, The Fan Holes Podcast, The History of Comics on Film, Jamie Carter, Radio vs. the Martians, Steve J. Rogers, Trekker Talk, and Van Z. Thank you all for your support and promoting the show on social media. I also got a Facebook response from Rob Kelly, who was one of my guests last episode, and the host of the Film and Water podcast, among others. Rob responded to my last Seven Speculations episode, wherein I predicted we would see Chewbacca go to the great Wookiee forest in the sky by the end of The Force Awakens. Rob said, I don't believe Chewie bites it, and here's why. First, by your own admission, these movies need to be about the new generation. To kill off an older character, and a beloved one at that, would throw the movie off its axis, because all of a sudden the movie is about that. Who cares about Finn and Rey when everyone's favorite walking carpet is dying in front of us? Second, I don't think Peter Mayhew's health plays into this. Not to be insensitive, but would anyone notice if a different actor took over the role? It's great and sweet they brought him back, but it's not like someone else under there would make for a glaring difference. 
third. I don't think Han bites it either because so many people are expecting exactly that. To be away from these characters for 30 years only to kill one of them off would feel like such a cheat. After all, they didn't kill Spock in Star Trek The Motion Picture. They waited until the next film. So Han dying in Episode 8 seems like a much better bet to me. And Rob concluded with, Great show as always. Thank you, Rob. I'm leaning toward Han dying in Episode 8. I think I said as much, but I still think Chewbacca is going to die in The Force Awakens. And there is one very brief shot in the trailer that reinforces my thinking. In fact, if I'm reading the scene correctly, big if, I know, then not only does Chewie die, but I think I know how and when he dies, too. But I'm keeping that theory private, for now. Feedback for the show can be left on the blog page, deadboffinspies.blogspot.com, or the Facebook page, facebook.com backslash deadboffinspies. You can also leave a review of the show on iTunes, and you can track me down on Twitter, at ryandaily01, or the username, Count Truncula. Dead Boff and Spies is not affiliated with Lucasfilm or Walt Disney Company, and the views expressed on the show are mine alone. All music, audio clips, and quoted text is used for entertainment purposes and believed covered under fair use. And since I make no money off this podcast, no copyright infringement is intended. Thanks for listening, and may the Force be with you. Fight for it.